Hello and welcome to the Star Trading Podcast with me, Lewis. And me, Sophie. And today we're going to be talking about why your trading plan absolutely sucks and what you can do about it. Bit harsh. Was it? (laughs) No, that's what I'm just saying to you. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Should we start again? No, I think that's quite good. I like that. Okay. Why why would you say that, Lewis? You don't have to be that offended. (laughs) Let's not ham it up too much. Um, So I think a lot of people, if they are already trading, now again, the majority of the people that we teach aren't already trading. But if you are listening and you are trading already, Mm -hmm. then the likelihood is your trading plan probably does suck. Um, And there's a few reasons why that might be. You may be lacking data. You may be lacking consistency. In the previous episode, we talked about three of the major elements that feed into your mindset. So if your trading plan doesn't include elements that impact your mindset, then it already sucks. If it doesn't take into account all the data that you should be looking at, and we, on all of our trades, track about 14 or 15 different criteria then it already sucks if it isn't flexible and can trade at different levels of strategy across different market conditions it sucks as well so there's all these different elements that can feed into your trading plan being absolutely fantastic or actually not being very good and not actually serving you which is potentially why if you're already trading and you're not getting to where you want to get to because that element is not where it needs to be. Mm, I was going to ask, what even is a trading plan? Because there must be people out there without a plan. Yeah. Who just sit in front of a chart and go, or copy people. Yeah. So what is a plan? Why do, why do we have one? So your trading plan is really important because you need to know what you're doing, when you're doing it, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. All of these things. So again, when we were featured in Bloomberg, they really highlighted the fact that we're data-driven. So our trading plan is in one element of it, data-driven. So we're talking here about strategy. Mm -hmm. So do you even have a strategy in place that you're looking to apply to the market? And if you don't, well, actually, I'm just going to step back for a second and define what a strategy is, because how do you know if you've got one, if you don't know what the definition is? So for us, a strategy is a really clear set of criteria. So it might be five criteria, it might be three criteria, it might be 10. 10 is too many. We like to keep it simple. But let's say it's five criteria. That may be the market has to be moving in a certain direction, it has to be moving in a certain way. There might be another form of analysis tool like the MACD or stochastics that you need to be showing you a particular thing. And these five criteria all have to be in place before you enter the market, whether that's up or down. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that level of strategy in place, which is backed by data that says when these criteria are in place, this is 60 or 70% of the time the result that you will get. So that is part of your trading plan, really, really clear systems and processes around your strategy. Beyond just that, you need to know within your plan, how are you going to manage yourself, your mindset and your approach to the market? So we operate what's called swing trading, which is medium term trading. So we're in trades for um, a few days to a few weeks. Now, that is part of our trading plan. We know that that is our trading plan. So if we're going to swing trade, if you if listeners are listening to episode three, they'll hear head mentor Josh talk about the best time of day to trade. So that may be early in the morning. It may be later in the evening. Which is the best time for you? Is that written in your trading plan? One of the things we talked about um, at a roundtable we recently had, which you attended, is we talked about what is your location for trading? Mm -hmm. So where is that going to be? So do you have a set spot in the house? Maybe it's the kitchen table. Maybe you've got a nice private office. Maybe it's when you're at work and you can sneak in on your lunch break or whatever it is. What is your plan for where you will trade that will allow you to be the best trader that you can be? So there's all these different elements, which is about predefining the decision before you make the decision. And that is what a trading plan should look like. I love it. 
It's amazing. So um, how do we stick to it? That's a <laughs> we different We talked last time yeah. about consistency, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. So um, sticking to it, again, different elements. So sticking to your strategy criteria comes down to consistency, comes down to confidence. So we want to create that data behind it. So making sure that we're um, sticking to our criteria. And by the way, if you're testing a strategy or applying a strategy to the market, if you only have four of those criteria and you take it anyway because you think, oh, it's only one that's missing, you're actually trading a new strategy. It's not the original strategy. So you have to be really, really strict on that. Um, so part of that is refinement. We can't expect perfection from ourselves. That very, very rarely happens. So we just have to check and make sure that we've done a, a good job of that. Um, the other reason, uh, other way rather, is we have a reason why. Why am I wanting to stick to this plan? Why does this plan allow me to be the best trader. So in the previous episode uh, last week, we talked about how important a why is and why that helps us manage our emotions. So we wanna have emotional input to make us take action, to stick to the plan. But when we actually are implementing the plan, we wanna be low emotion. So it's a bit of a, a seesaw juggling act in one sense of where we want the emotion, because emotion is power, emotion is movement. So we want that emotion to move us to take the right decisions, to take the right action. But then when we're implementing the plan, we wanna be emotionless when we're placing our trades. Yeah. So I, I'm i now live trading. Congratulations. Whoop, whoop. And I don't think we've like discussed a trading plan on the course, but I can see that I have one. Yeah. I can see that I've been taught strategies, I've got times, I've got places, I've got getting better with the mindset. So it's all kind of organically in there, isn't it? In the yeah. coaching. Yeah. Um, but I must say that um, this one strategy that I'm now live on, very exciting, um, I was submitting my homework every week and there was one week where I was like, I've definitely got it. Josh is gonna, yes, give me the approval. And he was like, yeah, do about maybe 10 to 15 more, give it another week, focus on this and then come back to me. And I was like, oh, okay. But that week taught me more because yeah. I was looking at different markets and um, just getting more confident with it. And then when when he, when he we did the group coaching and he was like, yes, you're getting the seal of approval. Yeah. And he puts a little gif, doesn't he have a little yeah. happy seal on the screen? I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but then I was suddenly really fearful because it was real money. Yeah. And I was like looking at the strategy and looking at the chart and stuff going, ah, and I just couldn't click. I was like, no, 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 not that one. Maybe a different one. And then I'd be like, ah, no, 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 no. And then interestingly, we had a community session uh, on mindset. And I spoke to Josh about it afterwards and Rymel, who's part of the community. And they were like, you just need to get over this hump, like feel the fear and do it anyway. It's 1%. You can actually do less than 1%. Yeah. And the next time I sat at my laptop, I was like, well, less than 1% is not, you know, it's less than a tenner. It's, yeah. you know, a few quid. I can do that. That's fine. Go on. <laughs> and um, I've had some winning trades. Amazing. So I'm delighted. Yeah. But um, the time of day thing was interesting because I was like, okay, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to get up early where the kids aren't up and no one's awake and I'll make a cup of tea, but I'm just not a morning person. Like I tried it, I am not a morning person. I get up in the morning and I'm like foggy for at least an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, I can get people dressed and I can do the kids stuff, but I shouldn't be yeah. making decisions. Making actual time. decisions, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'll try at night. I'll try at 10 o'clock at night. It's cause I'm normally settled down, have dinner, maybe have a gin and tonic. And then 10 o'clock's fine. That's just before bedtime. So I'm now drinking less. 
uh-huh. because you can't trade drunk. Well, you shouldn't. Tired <laughs> or angry, right? <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't need a gin anyway. So now I happily, 10 o'clock at night. And at first my husband was like, oh, okay. But now he understands, everyone understands. He can see me having some um, trades that are successful. He's yeah. like, yeah, keep going. Yeah. And it's not just him in my support network. It's the gang and the community as well. Because yeah. when you have a winner, you can say that. You can be like, look, and they're like, yay. Yeah. And we celebrate together and discuss the trades and stuff like that. So it's good. How did that feel getting your first winning trade? Obviously, because you've put in like a few weeks now of, of the work and the not yeah. research but practicing the skills yeah and then going live and getting that first winning yeah. trade how did that... i can't believe it was real like i don't even understand how it ha- how it really works yeah. <laughs> but really good yeah. and i was like yes i've i found the market i did the criteria the strategy was clear tick 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 just go for it yeah yeah and that is exactly what we want that's empowerment mm. right yeah. because you've learned the yeah. skill all by myself yeah. Yeah. And we didn't say, hey, go to this market and place this trade. We yeah. said, hey, this is the skill. Yeah. Now we think you're good enough with that skill. Mm. Go to the market, mm. see what you find. Yeah. And what did you find? A winning trade. Yeah. So did other people in the community take the same trade? Um, I don't know. Do you remember? Did you post it when you <laughs> took it in the... In I the... posted it. I was like, yeah, I've had a winner. And I got lots of well dones. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone was like, yeah, me too. But Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. So yeah. I want to go back to the fear thing as well, because yeah. I think it's a really interesting um, uh, emotional thing that happens with a lot of people with their trading. And I kind of talk about three big jumps in trading. The first one is the jump to decide, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to go for it. I've got no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't understand how it all works. Don't even understand how I managed to make profit on that trade. But <laughs> yeah. even before that, thinking, I don't really understand this. And that was me. When I was... 10 years ago sat in a hotel room in well training room not someone's bedroom um in a hotel um training room in london and i was like right this is something i'm gonna go for i've got no idea how Mm. to do this i've never done it before in my life but i'm gonna go for it that was my first big jump so the first big jump is learning how to do it deciding you're gonna learn how to do it the second big jump i think is taking that theory which you do in your first few weeks of the mentorship and then applying it into testing Mm. because you're suddenly like oh i need to put all these bits of the puzzle all these Mm. bits of knowledge i've put together now into into actually applying it that's the second jump and then the third jump is taking that practice and taking it live Mm. with real money Mm. that's the third big jump so that's where we tend to see the biggest emotional Mm. reactions the biggest emotional responses which is why we try and give the most support Mm. at those three levels yeah or those three areas yeah so you've made it through the three biggest now so yeah congratulations yeah Yeah. so now i get to learn the second strategy yeah and i'm i'm finding it a lot easier to pick up than the first one yeah because the first one you practice so much the second one is kind of similar but tweaked a bit so you're like okay yeah i can see this and you've done all the hard work of the foundational knowledge Mm. so you don't have to learn that Mm. on top of then a strategy so it's always the first one is the the hardest one to get under your belt the second one will always be easier yeah Yeah. and the icing on the cake was the bonus strategy that some of us are doing as a group that we all do together which was again amazing this month yeah yeah Yeah. four percent that one was yeah from one trade yeah but i talk to people about it and you know property you're maybe going to get 
10% in a year. Stocks and shares, maybe 8 to 10% in a year. Well, that's on average as well. Yeah. With stocks and shares, if you're just buying and holding, say ETFs so, or index trackers, um, which is what a lot of people disadvise doing, mm. it's not a bad strategy if you're going to be living for a long time, but you're averaging maybe 10% a year, and that is averaging. There'll be years where you're down significantly. Mm. Yeah. And then if you leave your money in a bank account, it's not good. No. <laughs> so 4% a month. And is that average? Like, what is the average that people are doing in the community? Uh, five to ten percent. Five yeah. to ten percent a month. Yeah. For those who are trading all of our strategies, five to ten percent. So they're doubling their money each year. Yeah. Plus compound interest. Yeah. So if you wanted to double your money, then and again, this is actually part of what your trading plan should be: is what are the expected profit percentages you're aiming for um, and we're very clear on that because we've taught a lot of people we know what they should be aiming for we know what's possible we know what they should expect with our strategies because we've tested them for so long and we've traded them live for so long so five to ten percent and if you want to double your money then all you need to do is be on the lower end of that and be hitting six percent per month compounded is just over a hundred percent a year that's incredible yeah. yeah yeah so that's what we're having our students aim for i love it yeah <laughs> Does it make you happy to see people doing that? Massively, yeah. massively. And again, like people say, why, why are you teaching people if you're such a good trader? Mm. Because it's massively rewarding. Mm. When you hear that someone's paid off all their debt, when you hear that somebody has helped their kid get on the property ladder in London because of trading, when you hear someone's left their job to go and trade full time, like that is what it's all about for me. That's amazing, I yeah. love it. Shall we finish with a question and then a snack? Yes, let's. <laughs> All right, the question is, what's your favourite thing about trading? Oh, my favourite thing about trading. I mean, I love that it's tax-free in the UK. Love that. Um, is that my favourite thing, though? No, it's not. My favourite thing has probably got to be um, what it allows you to do. So I'm not passionate about the nuts and bolts of trading. I'm passionate about what the, everything else I can do after my 30 minutes that's what I'm passionate about and the fact it funds me to be able to do that amazing what about you you've got to share yours oh my favorite thing um well I'm a learner so I was really interested in like learning like the whole personal development of learning a new skill I've enjoyed that that process um and then the the clear um progress that you can make and you and Josh just make that so easy that if you're not there yet, we're just going to support you more until you get there and then you're on to the next. And the, so it's a really nice progression that you really see clearly. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to grow with it and then share it with people on the podcast and just keep going. It's great. To keep going. Yeah. yeah. Literally with trading, the sky is not the limit. You can grow and grow and grow to whatever point and whatever level you want. And that is very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. But... You still have to start somewhere. Yeah. And I like that it's accessible to anyone. Like we said the other day, if you've got a laptop and an internet connection, yeah, just do it. Just, just do go it. for it. Yeah. I do think every single person on the planet should trade. I really do. Okay. You're going to need more mentors. <laughs> what are you doing next week? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Brilliant. Okay. Should we have our snacks? I think it's time okay. for a snack. Do you want to go first? Yes. It's my turn to go first. Okay. Isn't it? I'm so, going to look away. Look away. Look away. Oh, no. That's the one I didn't like. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, he's giggling. Are you ready? Yeah. It's not as bad as you think it is. Oh! It's a big pot of raspberry flavour candy floss. Yay! That's nice. 
Oh, it's like a little bucket. Yeah. I can carry it around. I can take it home, yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I mean, this is proper, like, sugar, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's nothing good for you about this. Just colouring. Smells like candy floss. (laughs) You want to try some? Do I think it looks like? I think it looks like um, insulation because we're yeah. both investing property. That's so. put me off a bit, but sorry. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, it smells nice. Oh, it's so sweet. Too sweet. I'm gonna get a big sugar high and then a crash. <laughs> oh, there we go. It looks like a cloud, actually. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, are you getting that? I'm getting sweet. Yeah. Tastes like. I feel like it's taking me back to childhood. Yeah, kind of bubble gummy. Mm, bubble gummy. Are you getting raspberry? No. Did it say blue raspberry on it? Um, no raspberry. Raspberry. It just is also blue. Oh, that doesn't make sense. I'm enjoying that. <laughs> the surprise factor, I'd say ten. Mm-hmm. Taste, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. You are hard to please. Yeah, I mean it's just sweetness overload. Yeah, it's very. But sweet. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Thank you. Would you like yours? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. So right. <clears throat> Please be crisp. Please be crisp. <laughs> okay, go. Right, I know. Before I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a guess mm. that it's some Chinesey flavor style crisps. Why would you say that? Because you know I love Chinese. Okay. You know I love crisps, and I've been holding out for now four weeks, and this is the fifth week. Oh God. So. Not at all. <laughs> that was a strong hint for next week. Though. That was a very strong hint. Yeah. So, um, this these are called Hendos, mm-hmm. which are. Um, by Henderson's Relish. Oh, strong and northern. I like my men like I like my potato snacks. <laughs> um, these are soya and potato spicy snacks. They're vegan and gluten free. There you go. I mean, I'm not a vegan, and I do have a gluten. What flavour did you say? Like? Henderson's Relish. Oh, what is which that? Which is a bit like um, Worcestershire sauce. Okay. Oh, I think it's from Sheffield, which is where I went to university. Henderson's is a Sheffield thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sheffield. So a bit, of, bit of a snack. Snackology for you there. I'm not reading the calories. Give it a sniff. What do you get? Oh, <laughs> flipping it. <laughs> that was a face of shock. Yeah, that's that's unexpected. This is actually a ten out of ten unexpected. Okay. That's a very. I don't, it smells a bit like Christmas to me. Oh yeah, like a cinnamony. Yeah, but it's not cinnamon. All spice. All spice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is quite. It is. A it's strong, quite overpowering. Yeah. yeah. Don't hate it. I think that's going to have to be a four out of ten. Oh, really? It's got like a really weird tang. Good crunch. Good crunch. Mm. That flavour, though, would be... You know it's the sort of flavour that would be brilliant on cheese on toast. Yeah. But on these, I'm not liking it that much. Okay, fair. But I will have another. (laughs) So, surprise was ten. Flavour. Four. Okay. Well, it was lovely to see you all and be in your ears. Yes, lovely to be in your ears. We'll see you at the next episode of the Star Trading Podcast. Goodbye.